Joining me now is Jill Rutter, uh, Senior Research Fellow of the UK in a Changing Europe and uh, joins me now. Jill, good morning. Good morning. So, an ultimatum by the uh, Prime Minister um, or, a, or a compromise? Which one is it? Well, it's sort of, it seems to be an odd, we haven't seen the detail of the proposal yet. The actual proposal seems to be a sort of bit of a mishmash uh, of previous proposals. Um, you know, there's a bit of time limit in there. There's a bit of alignment with the idea for this agri-food zone across the whole of Ireland and some checks in the Irish Sea. But then because Northern Ireland stays in the UK customs ter- territory, they're also going to need to be some sort of checks between the north and the south. So, um, so it seems very odd. And then we have this idea that down the line, uh, it's up to the Northern Ireland Assembly to decide whether it stays aligned uh, with the EU, uh, with the Republic of Ireland, or whether it goes with GB. And that's obviously very difficult because at the moment that puts the burden of assumption uh, of decision on the Northern Ireland Assembly, but that's not functioning at the moment. It hasn't been functioning for almost uh, a thousand days because the uh, the executive in Northern Ireland fell back in January 2017. So it's sort of... Uh, there are bits of compromise there. The UK you know, has not suggested this full dynamic alignment with the EU before on agri-food. That wasn't part of uh, earlier proposals, but it's uh, but it's time limited, so it's quite difficult. I mean, so you know, and as I think your correspondent was saying, the idea that this is you know best and final offer nothing to talk about uh, will not go down well. It'll be interesting to see whether that's more positioning for the Conservative Party conference or whether that really is true and whether uh, they send officials over there, uh, David Frost, uh, Prime Minister's lead negotiator, Steve Barclay, to talk about it or is it really not something that you can even talk about? The problem with an ultimatum, of course, is that you have to follow through. Anybody who's ever had a toddler in their life knows that you've got to follow through with an ultimatum, otherwise nobody believes you next time. So Boris Johnson could be in danger of painting himself into a very sharp corner, couldn't he? He's presumably taken that into account with the terms in which he's couching this offer. We don't know whether there's sort of parallel conversations going on, you know, saying, well, this is what I have to say here to get me beyond the conference, but, but. And remember, it's not entirely in the Prime Minister's hands because he can say it's this or no deal. But the EU can say, well, you might say that, Prime Minister, but remember that Ben Act that was passed in September, uh, MPs don't agree with you there. MPs have said that if you haven't got a deal uh, that's passed Parliament by the 19th of October and Parliament hasn't said yes to no deal, then you have to write that letter asking for an extension. So, uh, so the Prime Minister may lay down his own ultimatum, but it's not clear that it's the UK's ultimatum because of that view from Parliament, which is very different at the moment from the Prime Minister's view. Pesky law. Um, the thing is, though, that it, he the, the, the suggestions are that within this new proposal he has for the EU, one of the things he's asking for is that the EU removes an extension from this is this is he's saying right you've got to remove the idea of an extension so that i can go to the commons and say my deal or no deal well, he's trying to as i said we don't know complete detail of what he's doing but one of the things one of the problems that that uh, theresa may had when she was trying to get her deal through those three times she tried to get her deal through and failed was that lots of people said well actually 
I don't much like your deal, but my first choice is still there. I might compromise if I thought that it was the only thing there that was the alternative to either no deal or no Brexit. But actually, I think I could still get, you know, a cleaner form of Brexit or I think I could still, you know, have a go at a referendum or remaining. And therefore, why on earth am I going to compromise towards your deal? So one of, I think, the Prime Minister's frustrations about the Ben Act is by appearing to take that sort of, you know, extension possibility, uh, leaving it on the table, it's prevented him from saying, you know, you have to take my deal, otherwise, yeah. guys, it's no deal. So if you don't want no deal, my deal's the only game in time, town. So what he's now trying to do is to get the EU, uh, slightly ironically, come <laughs> up behind him and say, actually, it's Boris's deal. <laughs> Uh, it's that or no deal. But one of the problems uh, problems for you know this proposal is a lot of people briefing out of Ireland are saying, actually, this is so little different in many ways mm. from no deal. Why on earth would we negotiate this? What do we gain by negotiating this? Particularly as the EU has thought all along that if the UK opts for no deal, some of the consequences, particularly the consequences in Northern Ireland, which we know will be worst affected, will be such that the UK will be back pretty quickly saying, actually, we need to start negotiating something to alleviate these problems. Very interesting times. And of course, that time running out. Thank you, uh, Jill Rutter there, uh, bringing us up to date with that.